WrestleZone.com. Let's get right into it. WWE Crown Jewel. A lot to get into on today's WZ Daily. Two. On today's WrestleZone Daily, WWE presented Crown Jewel from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Pretty controversial show with a lot of different people talking about it from a lot of different directions, but what do you think of it? If you're watching the show live on our Facebook live stream, jump in the comments down below. Best comments will jump up, up on screen here with us. If you're listening to us on the podcast feed, give us all the feedback on all of our socials. We're on Instagram. We are on the Twitter, Twitter. We're on all of it. Pretty mixed results. Uh, a lot of people saying on our Twitter poll that they tapped out of the show. 57% saying they tapped out. 46% saying they were into it. Uh, mixed bag. Some things were great. Some things were good. Want to know uh, in the shadows there, Robert Tefilis down in the panhandle of Florida, what did you think of WWE Crown Jewel? I'm going to be utterly transparent here. I hated it. Why? I, um, there's only so much that you can believe that they're investing in young talent when, uh, let's just jump right into it. Shane McMahon wins a World Cup tournament and tournament. I love saying that word. Brock Lesnar. I, I, I completely understand from a monetary standpoint and from a marquee standpoint why Lesnar is now the universal champion, but that doesn't change the fan in me going, Jeez, you got October through probably April of not having a top world champion on Raw. And that, to me, is a, a little dis- – it's very disconcerting. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, you know, I, I would say the show, as I mentioned, had some highlights. And I'll, I'll get into the highlights just before I get into what I think overwhelmingly I, – I wouldn't say overwhelmingly – it just seems like people are staunchly on the side that the show was a disappointment. Uh, so I'll just get into the things that I thought were good because I think we, we don't just have to come at it from the perspective of, oh, it sucks, 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 sucks. Because I think when 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 a, when a show leaves the air with a, a main event that's lackluster, people forget everything else in the show that's good, which always bothers me. Uh, I, I thought AJ Styles and Samoa Joe had a really great match considering they had such a short build to it. I, had, I thought it had really good psychology. Of the tournament matches, it was exciting to see Kurt Angle in the ring and see him uh, really physically present in the ring in a singles match. thought it was good, but I was very surprised he didn't advance. Uh, I did think that. There was a lot of things in the World Cup that confused me. I thought it was going one way and they went completely another. Just because they didn't do the thing I, I was expecting doesn't mean it wasn't entertaining. Uh, but there were some things with it that that did bother me. I didn't get the Shane ending. I, I thought the Shane ending was just odd. I thought it was kind of clunky is the best way of describing it. Maybe if they just took a, another another step left and we kind of saw it coming a little bit more. It just felt so abrupt. There were so many things in the show that overall felt abrupt. Like this match was, oh, if they just want to go a little bit farther and go abrupt. There was an injury in one of the matches. It was so, sort of noticeable by the end yeah. of the match. And then we have some confirmation here. I'll throw this up on the screen uh, for you guys here in a second here. Uh, is that 
uh, Triple H injured in the main event, and we'll get into that. And he suffered an injury that hopefully isn't very serious. Maybe could cost him his uh, his annual appearance at WrestleMania. Uh, so there's just a lot going on here. You guys can read that story. It's up now at WrestleZone.com. Um, overall, though, I, I I didn't I wouldn't say it was the worst show I've seen of WWE, but considering that what the show was already battling against in terms of the the press around it, it it. It felt un- it felt a bit underwhelming. It's not the worst show I've ever seen. I've seen you know an ECW December to, to remember is a show that that felt completely like top to bottom. It didn't have a whole lot going on on it. I, I was at I remember going to uh, I think it was a No Mercy show where John Cena got hurt and they had to do like three matches mm-hmm. with Triple H in the show. And the show was it wasn't bad, but it was not particularly great. You know, like uh, so. There were some things about the show that it felt like it was a big deal with that stage and everything on it, but it did feel like. There was just, you know, some people agree with me. Not nah, was the worst show. Uh, you know, some other people uh, did. Uh, he pulled Kevin Nash. Did he pulled uh, Kevin Nash. You're referencing Triple H. We'll get into what his injury is. But uh, more- no, he didn't. He didn't tear his quad. No, he tore his pectoral muscle, which is not easy to heal either. Uh, the whole World Cup was garbage. Let's just get into the World Cup thing since that was the majority of the show. He had a tournament with a lot of big names in it, uh, but it came down to a final of two villains, so which I thought was kind of odd. You didn't have someone to cheer. And you already, you already had Shane McMahon kind of looming over this final match and saying that if any of his SmackDown competitors got to the finals and they didn't win, they would be off SmackDown. And, of course, he was there at ringside. He injects himself into the finish when uh, Miz apparently has some freak injury very early in the match. And we don't get a finish. Uh, it just felt too, as I mentioned, clunky. It just felt like in you built up all of this competition, uh, and you didn't get a finality. It didn't, feel, you know. I I thought it was just if it's if it's building to something great. If it build if that if that bad momentum goes somewhere, then I'm okay with that. Then I can look at it. If this is the start of something that's a little bit deeper with Shane McMahon, then I can buy it. But right now, it put a bad taste in my mouth. I, I was It was one of the things about the show that I was into that I wasn't like 50-50 about. I was into the idea of a, of a tournament, a one-night tournament. It felt attractive to me as a fan, and I didn't get to see it. Other people it, kind of feeling the same thing here. It had a really bizarre vibe of like you can get all these great things it might be Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio in the finals it might be Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio and then you get Ziggler Mm -hmm. winning the matches and people have a weird taste in their mouth about Ziggler because he's been so start stop push throughout the years yeah and then it's like Shane really and I think Michael Cole encapsulated the whole night when he says, boy, between Brock Lesnar winning the title, thanks to Baron Corbin and Shane McMahon just doing this. I don't know what the hell I've been watching. For the last <laughs> I, I'm calling the show and I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, we are talking WWE Crown Jewel. If you're just joining us, uh, sound off in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. A lot of people may be watching for the first time. Uh, definitely check out the podcast of the show. If you can't watch the whole thing, you want to hear maybe if we brought up your comment or something on screen, you go and watch for a little bit. Well, podcast feed we're over on the itunes we're on tune we're on all the podcast apps as well of course that's robert defilos over there and left i'm kev kellum all right that's for the people just tuning in uh but yes why shane why shane and this is setting up something at survivor series what do you think is the jumping off point from that shane interjecting himself making himself the world cup winner i don't know this is clearly setting up 
him being on the SmackDown team for the five on five and Corbin being on the Raw team for the five on five, which is fine. But it's just like, it's so groan inducing Mm. that we're here where you can push Lashley, you can push even Randy, who's, you know, a 13 time champion and arguably doesn't need it. You can push Randy, but it's like, here's the McMahon. And it just, Gives off this vibe, even if that's not the intention of nepotism on behalf of the WWE. Yeah. For just putting a McMahon in this position. And I kind of just want to see a lot of focus on the talent of today. Mm. And I think that's why NXT looks so good in comparison. You know? NXT was represented today. Yeah, they were. Oh, my. That was probably my favorite thing. Shawn Michaels and Triple H wearing the NXT logo on their gear. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I thought that was really, I, I thought it, I would, I dare I say, it was adorable. You know, the two big NXT granddads repping their kids uh, in the ring. Uh, some other big events, of course, other big fallout. We've got to talk about this. We have a new Universal Champion, and it is Brock Lesnar. I predicted this on the show. I thought it was the direction that WWE would go in. Um, but I, I got to say it was a short match that felt more like an angle than a match. Uh, mm-hmm. It had, it, I mean, I, here's the thing. I think even though the match was short, I'll give this Brock Lesnar showed up. He didn't have to work long, but he definitely put in an effort. There was something about his physical presence. You can kind of read Brock when you see him. Uh, and I kind of saw him. I was like, oh, he looks excited. He looks like he's really into this. He's stretching. He's warmed up. He's You can get a read of, of him if you've been watching him long enough. And I got a sense of, oh, he's into this. And then we get this kind of uh, jump him before the match starts. Braun finished with Baron Corbin smashing him with the Universal title. It, three F5s later, short match, less than five minutes. And we have a new Universal Champion. Now, I know a lot of fans are going to complain about this because Brock's commitments allow him to kind of split his time between training for a return to the UFC, which is going to happen. Now, when we're going to see that match, I don't know. But does this lock up the Universal Championship, the world title of Raw, to a guy who's not going to be on TV again for an extended period of time? I think the biggest fear I have is that it does. And not just because I don't want Brock to be champion. It's not that I have a problem with Brock. I have a problem with Braun Strowman is supposed to be a monster, right? Mm -hmm. And Lesnar ran through him like a hot knife through butter. And if this is the guy who's supposed to scare everybody else, what does that say about the rest of your roster in comparison to Brock Lesnar? Mm, Good point. You're not leaving much room to create stars. So then you have to go, well, God, I hope they can drag John Cena or The Rock in to dethrone Lesnar because nobody on the main roster is deserving of it because that's the way that they're presented. And that's my main issue. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, you know, a lot of people joining us here. What do you guys think? If you're watching, uh, let us know. What do you think of Brock Lesnar as the new Universal Champion? Sign off in the comments. Some of your comments may actually join us here on the podcast as we're doing it live. WWE Crown Jewel, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia today. Uh, another big part of the show. Uh, I mean, there's so much to cover because there's just a lot of noteworthy things coming out of it here. As I mentioned, Brock Lesnar, once again, Universal Champion. Before we wrap that up, I think there's some big matches with Brock they haven't done yet, and I could see some uh, some of those coming together before the end of the year. We'll talk about those a little bit more on a future episode. Do want to talk about this, brother? Got to get into this one, brother. <laughs> Open up the show for all my maniacs. Coming out with my 60-plus, 24-inch pythons. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Hulk Hogan made his return to WWE officially in front of a big crowd. In Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. No, a, no, it was a, just Riyadh. Riyadh. It wasn't 
It wasn't Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. It was okay. just Riyadh. Whole nother topic that we've that we have covered. Uh, but Hulk Hulk was out there, got a big reaction, got a big reaction. People wanted to see the Hulkster, uh, and he came out. And he cut a short little just uh, nondescript promo about loving to see his maniacs and how he was going to start the show. Uh, it did feel like Hulk was added to the show uh, in a very odd circumstance. He was it was it was announced on the website, so it wasn't announced on television. Uh, so he, he he's he's still a character who's coming back into the good graces of WWE and their and their fans, right? Uh, and so that was odd. And then on top of it, like we just didn't see him the rest of the show. Uh, I yeah, don't know he what... literally just opened the show as the host and disappeared. I don't know about you, but if I was to go to a show or a party and the host just disappeared, I wouldn't think that's a great host. Yeah, man. I, the, his cats run around this apartment. I we we have some food. Like a, a pizza deliver is delivered. Who who pays for the pizza? The host isn't here. You know. So come on, right. Hulk Hogan, pay for the pizza for this for this wrestling party. All right, I just made that all a ridiculous thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I got to think that you know, are we going to see more Hulk in the future in WWE? Uh, I think so. I think we see him again, maybe at the Royal Rumble. Definitely during WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame week. Does he, he get can the induct sa- people? More importantly, does he get the same reaction? No, and I think that's why. They were smart enough to kind of sneak him in with all the other stuff that was going on. They're like, hey, here's Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. by the way. And they got him in front of a crowd that went nuts. And let's be clear. We can hate on the show, love the show. Yeah. Saudi Arabian fans were loving everything they were given. And I think that might be one of the more important things. Yeah. You and know, another thing about the show, just watching Crown Jewel, one of the things that did that that did just irk me the whole time I was watching it is they're filming the show. All right. And WWE films, their shows brilliantly. I don't think people can say whatever they want about WWE, but their production values are fantastic. Like the ability to show wrestling this way, cinematically, those big wide shots and you get the whole view of the arena in the stadium. It looked like a big deal. It felt like a big deal. Every time a guy came out into the crowd. But one thing that drove me crazy is, who are these people in the first three rows that are like getting up and walking around? And it just, it looks like the, it, the way the, the, the seats were set up around the ring, it looked like they were in like a loungy restaurant and there was just yeah, they, it, almost it, like couches, right? Like they had, yeah. Like I'm not saying you can't be comfortable during a wrestling, but it just took me out of it. in this like, you ever see something like when you're in a movie theater and someone's talking or something like that, like it just felt like it wasn't the same as a wrestling show. And then they would cut to people in the crowd and they're like marking out and cheering and you could hear them. And then you see, <clears throat> I don't know, so, so, some like some rich well-to-do dude who's just in the third row is just like, yeah, it's cool. No, no, no. My kid's going and getting popcorn. Yeah, like it felt deflating as a fan to watch it like that. That, that bothered me quite a bit. Um, I agree. Yeah, so uh, some people saying, I love my old school faves, hard seeing my faves, old and out of shape. Maybe this is just a reference towards uh, the main event. Let's get right into it. Triple H, Shawn Michaels taking on the Brothers of Destruction. This is a match a lot of people had a lot of trepidation about. Have we seen too much of these guys? Also, we got we got HBK, Shawn Michaels, breaking his retirement, coming out of retirement for a big match. And let's say this. Uh, we'll get into the other things in the match. Shawn Michaels looked great. He he looked he looked strong for what this match was. Uh, he referred to it a couple days ago as a cheat day. Uh, I don't think it was the greatest Shawn Michaels match ever, but 
Once he did that kip up, once we saw the super kick, we saw some special things. The guy did a moonsault off the top rope in his to 50s to the floor and almost took a lot of the floor in the process. He looked real strong. Some other bad things in the match, though, Triple H got hurt. I think um, that really affected the second half of the match. I don't know when it, at what point he got hurt at, but you can see once he went over the turnbuckle and hit some part of that ring, uh, some part of the ring apparatus, there was something wrong every other time he got in the ring. There was some exchange on the outside of the ring where it was clear something wasn't right. Something just wasn't right with him and the way he was moving. Uh, and then, of course, WWE.com confirming that he has suffered a pectoral injury, which will require surgery when he returns to the United States. I think that really hurt the match. It was uh, HB call, <laughs> heart bald kid. Yeah. Didn't mind bald, bald Sean. Didn't mind it. Didn't uh, it mind it one bit. Bizarre. Didn't mind it. I don't think he pulls it off as well as Hunter does, but I will say for eight and a half years away, considering how much more the other three have worked. Yeah. It speaks to Shawn Michaels' greatness yeah. that this man still carried the damn match. And you could tell he was just moving. He was smiling. He was talking to people. After just one or two runs off the ropes and a couple exchanges, he was jaw-jacking with Michael Cole, just letting him hear it. Uh, it was uh, – he, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. And I, I hope this – I don't want to say this means uh, uh, that, that we're not going to see any more of him, but it does – there was a video with him post-match, and he says, I'm going to return to my regular life. I'm going to get back Listen, to the performance Listen, we're not center. getting Roman or Triple H at WrestleMania. I think we're getting a heartbreak kid. We're not, we're not getting Roman. Yeah, you're right. This may be a time in which you make a call to Sean and say, hey, well, well there's a couple opportunities here. But I don't. that's a call they've made before, and he's turned it down. You know, So, so that's where I'm like, you know, it's up in the air. Uh, let's get into the whole matches overall, though. I thought it was kind of underwhelming mainly because of the injury. I thought it was kind of picking up, and then there was just something wrong, and, and there was just something going on with Triple H where it wasn't right. And then the next few times you saw him in the ring, it's like, all right, he isn't moving right. He's he's signaling really loud. He he couldn't pivot off of a whip, and like there were certain things he just wasn't doing, and it really worried me. Uh, I was watching with some people, and our first concern was, is he concussed? Is Did he take a blow to the head? Is this why he's not there? And then I saw him not really moving his arm. He, there was, it, And then once they said pectoral injury, it was like, all right, I'm not a doctor. This makes sense. I felt I, I felt like they tried to make the most out of it, but that injury uh, was was something that that really hit it. Uh, overall, uh, I, I just I just thought this show was snake bit from the from from the get go. They tried some things, but they tried a little bit too hard, and it just the results aren't there. I'm not saying it's the worst show I've ever seen, uh, but Crown Jewel uh, out of ten, I'm saying it's a solid. Six five, maybe maybe around there, just for the grandeur of it in the crowd. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I I thought there was something else there. I did enjoy though. Someone brought up uh, New Day in the Magic Carpet ride. Yeah, that was that was a I fun thing. That. The presentation of the show is a ten out of ten. Yeah, it was really fun. Everybody had pyro. Everybody and everybody's entrance was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Um, but the matches themselves left something to be desired, and the main event. I'm not going to down on them too hard because, mm -hmm. you know what, Shawn Michaels didn't wrestle for eight and a half years. He looked great. Hunter, this is his third in-match injury, and he always finishes the match, so credit to him. I will say I don't want to see Kane anymore. Kane looked, like, really, really slow. And Undertaker didn't look bad, but mind you, we didn't, see him, we didn't get to see him do a whole lot. I think Undertaker is better served as a final boss for... Like the younger guys. Oh, that's a, that's know. such a video game reference of Final Boss. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I don't think he works well against guys in his age group because then they start to bring out the flaws in each other mm -hmm. rather than hiding those flaws through younger talent. They're mm -hmm. bringing them out. They're accentuating them. I, I was asked by someone, is Miz really hurt? Uh, it's not really clear. Likely that's something related to storyline, but it, it's not. It's yeah, not. Which... Yeah, it's not. It's not clear if he's hurt or not. I do have this question. Uh, uh, Josh Retta asking, uh, what did you give Greatest Royal Rumble? What did I think of the show? I thought this this show uh, paled in comparison to Greatest Royal Rumble. I thought Royals Greatest Royal Rumble, uh, mind you, didn't have a lot of other things floating over it. Otherwise. Uh, I thought that show was really, really fun. I thought the Royal Rumble match itself, even though we get we it's out of the the traditional time of the Royal Rumble, I thought it was really, really fun. That one had Daniel Bryan in it. Uh, big cast, obviously not part of WWE, had a big role in that. There were some big matches on that. I thought Nakamura and Styles had a fun match, even with an inclusive finish a few months ago. That's a match you could fire up on the network, and I think it would hold up. I don't know how much of this show is going to be is going to have a lot of rewatch to it. Uh, there was a this lot of show was more important in that you're going to look back at this and go, well, this is where they had to put the belt back on Lesnar. And hey, you've got that Shawn Michaels match. But I think the greatest Royal Rumble was a better show yeah. and a more fun show to watch. Yeah. And I, I, I would agree with that. I think there's also the removal of Roman Reigns from the show is a big deal. Like there's there's a lot of things to that that were um, that really affected it. Uh, in terms of this, uh, someone saying Evolution was better than Crown Jewel. Completely agree. Completely agree. I, completely I thought agree. Uh, I thought Evolution had a lot going for it. People wanted to get on that show, and uh, they failed and slid off that 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 mat, that show being like a steam train of an awesome awesome show. And there's some fun things that WWE is building up to. I, I think there's some stuff on Survivor Series that isn't clear yet. Uh, but what we have announced coming out of the show, we're getting SmackDown versus Raw. Some people say the brand war isn't really uh, a thing, but I think WWE does have to figure out how to do this brand war because I think uh, we're going to know if we're going to see the brands merge together once again and we're going to get one champion for one show and all those things, or we're going to see them separate. So, And th those things become bigger as WWE moves out of Crown Jewel and we move into what's going on next, and that's Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown. Already announced Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, a champion versus champion match. We'll also get the two women's champions fighting each other, Ronda Rousey for Raw and Becky Lynch. The chomp! The chomp is going to beat Becky Lynch. I don't care about her arm bar. It's arm for arm. I am the bar. Uh, so that's going to happen. And we'll get a five-on-five -five elimination match. So there's some things on and paper also, there. also, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura has been announced. Yeah. So, so if you look at the card, it looks fun. It looks phenomenal. Here's my and thing. I, I do want to say. I want to see a storyline, though. I want to see storyline builds. I just don't want Raw versus SmackDown. How do you do that when they're on two separate shows? They're going to have to be on each other's shows. But I think you get away with that by saying you only realistically have four shows at most to build it with. And maybe most of that would be built in the last week. Mm -hmm. So it'll happen pretty quickly. And it'll at least be fun. You're getting a repeat of Brock Lesnar's best match of last year with AJ Styles. Hope AJ can get the win back. Maybe even mm -hmm. throw out a little championship merger there. Mm -hmm. I know I'm asking for too much. But I like <laughs> AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're coming in right now. Fresh story. I uh, want to bring up this. Dana White. Lesnar won't be at UFC 230, but he can bring the universal title to his next fight. How about that? That is fresh from WrestleZone.com. You can go check out that story from Tyler Treese. Dana White, the president of UFC, saying that the WWE Universal Champion is allowed to bring his title 
to the ring. What a story. Isn't this a wild one? What a world we live in. I think that is the best thing that can come out of Lesnar being champion. You yeah. know, he's cross promotion. And maybe they can get him to beat Daniel Cormier. Mm. Mm. Daniel Cormier, big fan of wrestling. We'll see some stuff. Maybe we get, maybe we get something out of that. Also on the uh, general wrestling front, New Japan will present Power Struggle tomorrow morning about 3 a.m. Uh, Eastern, I think, our time. We'll have full coverage, full live coverage. That's right, live coverage from our very own Ross Berman. And you can go check all that out at WrestleZone.com. That show will see Chris Jericho defend the Intercontinental title against Evil. He's evil. That's, that's right. Everything is evil. Everything. Everything is evil. Uh, what stands out on this New Japan show for you? Uh, Jericho. Yeah, I, I Jericho agree. I think the man. Any, any, especially hot off this cruise. He's just the most talked about dude right now. I think there's just so much going on with him. Also, on this, we're going to see. That's the main event. You're getting Jericho versus him, but they're going to have the RPW Heavyweight Championship on the line. Tomohiro Ishii currently holding the title will take on Minoru Suzuki. You also get Tetsuya Naito uh, versus Zack Saber Jr. Taichi will defend the uh, Open White Championship against Hiroki Goto. The Super Tag League Finals. All right, this is going to be a huge one. Rapungi 3K, LIJ will be in there with Bushi and Shingo. Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Kanemaru will be in that match as well. So a big cluster of people fighting in there. Also in action, Hiroshi Tanahashi with the young boy, David Finley, Finley's boy, against the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Notice uh, Kenny Omega buried deep in the card there, right in the middle of the card, not in the main event. Interesting. I suspect there'll be an angle. Uh, Tanahashi and Omega, we're going to see them in January at uh, at the Wrestle Kingdom. And then also on the show, you're going to get uh, several big matches and tag matches there uh, to open up the card. So Power Struggle going to air at uh, 3 a.m. our time in full coverage at WrestleZone.com. So let's just jump right into your questions. Fire them off, guys, down there in the chat. If you're uh, If you're following us on the podcast... Continue to hit us up and let us know what you think. If you uh, fi- if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a five star review. Let us know what you think of it on future shows. We're gonna we're gonna read your reviews. How about that? So uh, fire off your questions here for us in the show. So uh, Robert DeFelis, I want to know: yeah. um, Is WWE gonna be? Able de- uh, we talked about this. Are they gonna deal with even more bad press coming out of this Crown Jewel show? Because uh, reading everything on social media. People just followed it like it was a normal show. It didn't. I didn't get this wave of they're actually there. They're there. Uh, I didn't see it. I didn't get that sentiment. They kind of went the route of we're not going to say Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But depending on the news that has just come out about the Jamal Khashoggi incident, I don't think they'll get more bad press, but I think they'll stay away mm. for a while from Saudi Arabia. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, I don't I don't know whether or not I, I here's the thing. It's very debatable. It's still debatable to me as to whether or not W will continue this long term agreement with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia or this agreement will be changed and become less shows. It's very I think this this deal, there's fluctuation with it. Uh, the first one was in a huge football stadium. It was in Jeddah, much bigger city than Riyadh, f- from what I can feel. Uh, this one was in front of 30,000. Still, there was a lot of people there, and it sold out very quickly. Uh, so there is there is a demand amongst the Saudi Arabian fans to see these shows. 
Um, so I don't know. I just I still think it's 50-50. Jumping into your questions here. How do we think Renee Young did? I thought Renee was great. Uh, Renee was there under time. some uh, – yeah. I, th- I thought Renee was wonderful. She's a great broadcaster. Um, if you've never looked up the stuff she did on The Score, which is like a sports channel in Canada before she was in WWE many years ago, it was really, really funny. Just a really good take on sports. <clears throat> I thought she was fine. And uh, I know that Dean Ambrose, we have this reported, Dean Ambrose was in Saudi Arabia. He traveled with the crew, wanted to be with his wife when they went out there. Uh, and, and reportedly she traveled with a separate team of people. Maybe that was a demand that yep. was asked to the company. But I don't quote me on that. Uh, Robert, you don't just look like um, Seth Rollins, as we've heard on the show before. You now look like Jimmy Jacobs, the zombie princess. Your thoughts? I, I, I listen, I love Jimmy Jacobs. Probably my favorite independent wrestler of all time. Legit. Mm-hmm. So thank you, and I appreciate that, and I will wear that proudly. Sean Smith wants to know, when do you think Drew will turn on Dolph? I don't know. I mean, they've teased stuff he like... never does. I, they've teased it. I don't know if we're going to see it. I don't know if we're going to see it. I hope he never does. I think they're a great pairing. I think it's brought the best out of Ziggler. I'm surprised that Drew didn't do more to affect Braun, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll see more of that going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Reddit wants to know, are you okay with AJ still being the WWE champ? Absolutely, I'm okay with AJ being the WWE champ. I thought they had a pretty good match considering it's not clear whether or not Joe is still working the show with some type of uh, sustainable injury. Uh, but the match was good. The match was really, really strong. I think uh, people are on. I thought the Joe AJ feud was better overall uh, in terms of the different matches they've had to do over the course of a couple months than what AJ got with Shinsuke Nakamura, which was supposed to be a dream match situation. Um, and I think more of that falls on Joe and not to say that AJ isn't talented. Uh, AJ entered WWE in a great position, did not have to go into NXT. He's been able to sustain being a top guy because you can believe every time that bell rings that he's going to give you a great match. There are things he can do in the ring at his age with the things with the time he's been in the ring that uh, make me believe every time he's out there, he's the best guy in the ring or can beat anyone uh, and can beat big challenges. When you have that believability and that credibility, let him have the title as long as, it, as it's necessary. Because if someone can beat him for the title, it's a big deal. This isn't just any title change. This is someone taking the title off him. It was a big deal when The Rock took the title off CM Punk and he had it for so long. It was a big deal when Roman Reigns finally got that title off Brock Lesnar. It was a big deal when the streak ended. Now, that's the biggest of the deals I just presented there. Uh, but the longer he yes. keeps the title, the bigger a deal it is that he would lose it. Um, there's a possibility he could have this title going into WrestleMania. I think he he at least has it going towards the Royal Rumble. And AJ, listen, this Tuesday, they're going to celebrate a year of AJ's champion. It'll be 364 days, but it will be the year. And I think that's going to be a huge part of SmackDown this week. Mm. And listen, AJ was given the title because Brock Lesnar wanted a better opponent than Jinder Mahal and here we are a year later and guess what AJ is still the best opponent for Brock Lesnar on the Smackdown side of things and I think that speaks to AJ's amazing ability to go from a guy who wasn't supposed to ever be in WWE to be a staple of the WWE today one of their core players at the moment absolutely and I I know with everything going on some people saying oh he hasn't had as many good matches I think with everything that goes on everyone expects him to have 
a match that that is the show. I don't think any one guy in WWE carries it. I think certain guys are positioned to, but I don't think any one guy does that anymore just because that's the way the show is. Um, so I think AJ's fantastic. I enjoy watching him. Also, I think he's cutting the best promos he's ever cut in his career either. I think his, his talking ability has definitely improved since he's been in WWE. He's AJ Styles. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal, not zero or two or three. He's phenomenal. What's the number? One. That's right. The number is one. Thank you. Thank you for, for getting that number. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, someone asking, is Shane a heel now? I would say so. I would no, say... Uh, he, you yeah. think he's a heel. I don't think he's a heel. I think that was in their minds. Oh, you think SmackDown is the underdog, but hey, we got over on you, Raw. And hey, look at me. I outsmarted Raw. I, I don't think he's a heel. I just think... Come on hey, Ziggler, Robert, Robert. Shane. Come on, that's a bunch of baloney. That's a bunch of baloney. Uh, Ian Matthew Kinsey saying, could AJ lose the belt to someone like Brian last minute before the SS match Survivor Series with Brock? Of course. Uh, the way AJ beat Mahal last year. You know what? Tra uh, stranger things have happened. This week alone, we got Daniel Bryan versus AJ, a match we were supposed to get today at Crown Jewel. No, we got it a couple days ago. Uh, and uh, we'll have a better idea of where Daniel Bryan stands with the WWE next week. We will have a much clearer idea of where, where he is in that picture. Um, excuse me. Uh, I think for sure we'll have a better idea. And absolutely something like that can happen. Do I think it will happen? I don't know. I don't like to make predictions for like the surprise shock things. Like I, you know, I, if, unless it's foreshadowed, I don't like it because so many things are changing. No matter what anyone wants to say about WWE, they're doing a really, really strong job of throwing you some curveballs. And sometimes those curveballs hit you, and sometimes you're able to hit that curveball and get a home run. You know, and so uh, th there's a difference in, in, in how those things work. Because when they work, we're like, this is awesome. I didn't expect this. This is great. You know, specifically SmackDown on Tuesday. Uh, you have a bad situation, you make the best out of it, right? Um, but today we had Shane interjecting himself into the finals of a tournament and winning. It was just too much. So some of it's good, some of it's bad. I, I think people need to pick what they like and what they don't. Um, uh, people uh, here, Nishan Jawal wants to go. We need your Shiki impression, Kevin. I am not a clown. I am not a. You think I'm a. You is my name Doink? Do I just Robert? Is my name Doink? What's my name? Well, if you're Doink, then I'm Dink. So yeah. let's not go down that route. Yeah. Watch it, Dink. All right. Asking for the impression. You think I dance for you? Come on, no. Oh, well. Shiki, baby, don't dance. Cheeky baby broke back. All right. So that there, you got that. Theodore uh, uh, McDowell wants to know, how well do you think Mike Kanellis is doing on 205 Live? He's been there for about a month now. Looking good. I think 205 Live is the most underrated show in the WWE presentation. And I think that more people should watch that, especially to offset some of the things that we tend to see on the main roster mm, 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 mm. <clears throat> uh, while we're talking surprises are wwe wasting their surprises for example the hogan return hbk wrestling again announcing the female legends prior to evolution are they wasting these things um not exactly because i think when we live in the certain media age of uh everything kind of flying at us so much with wwe literally presenting so many different things to you think of how much hours of content fresh 
first-run content stuff they put out on all their platforms, whether it's their TV agreements, their own streaming things, YouTube, Facebook Live. There's just a lot they're putting out at you. So I think surprises in the middle of that are all a lot harder to grasp onto. I think the biggest one that people surprise is a real-life one that's very, very tragic. It's not even a story. It's, uh, Roman Reigns' exit from in-ring action to fight a very serious illness. That surprised people. No one genuinely knew about that. And I think the way we kind of consume media sometimes, we're like, we want to be surprised and caught off guard, and I want it to be this exact way, and if it's not that way, then it wasn't great, and why didn't they do the way? Do it the way? Everyone wants to just be a quarterback and say, why didn't the team do this? Whereas I watch it from, well, what's going on with the way people are seeing this thing? So there's so many things going on. I think they need to bang the drums so many times. That's why you hear them say, hey, if you're not a network subscriber, they have to do that. That's the business they're in now. Um, so when you're in the media world where literally instantaneously I could watch how many movies on this, how many songs, how many different podcasts on my cell phone can I walk around with? When you live in that era, you have to do, use repetition so much to to bring those things. And sometimes you you don't have to do a surprise. You have to make a big announcement. Uh, and sometimes announcing things over and over again is effective. Repetition is the friend of consumption, and it really it really helps you out in those regards, especially when you're promoting something. Speaking of, did you know we have a free match from Power Slam TV featuring the Lucha Brothers and Ricky Shane Page Speaking going against of, the I mean, when I talk when I talk about great pro wrestling action, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, our great friends at, at PowerSlam.tv, uh, they have a wealth of alternative pro wrestling. Now, we've talked a lot about WWE. It's a thing you guys want us to talk about, so that's where we go. But I know a lot of you love independent pro wrestling, like CZW, Defy, many different great regional wrestling promotions all around the world, all around the United States, on one big video library. Powerslam.tv, they give us a free match every week, and he already told you about it. It's Ricky Shane. Big hoss of a man with the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix taking on Ohio versus everyone, the Christ Brothers and Sammy Callahan. That is for free right now on the WrestleZone Facebook page. Let's jump back into a couple more questions and wrap up here. Um, what happened to Rikishi? Well, he hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with the car, and if I'm correct, he did it for one man. Who did he do it for? I believe he did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. Yeah. Let's see there. Let's go to this. Is Charlotte a heel now? No, I wouldn't say Charlotte is a heel right now. I don't get that impression. I still think there's a lot of people that want to cheer for her. She had an incredible match, probably the best match of all the different matches we had this week in WWE. Neck and neck with her and Becky Lynch between the championship match we got with Styles and Bryan this week. Just some great stuff. I, I don't think she's a heel. She still gets big reactions. People just want to cheer for Becky right now. I just think she's in that position of just being propped up against someone who really just had a great big revolution of the wheel of their character. Um, <clears throat> here's a repetitive so question. Where will Cody and the Elite go after their contracts are up? More information. Okay, so they said on the Jericho Cruise yeah. that they will be sticking on the independent scene for the foreseeable future and that they do plan on doing a second all-in okay but does that mean they just stay in the independence there's so much vagueness in that question uh and the now some people could even say well that that means you're not going to wwe but does that mean you stay with ring of honor 
do you stay with New Japan? From what we know in public knowledge that came out, WrestleZone.com, we have people on the ground. We got our ears to the wall, okay, taking these headphones off, putting the ears up to the wall, right? And, and the word we've heard is that, you know, Cody has uh, cleared up his commitments, whatever he's contracted to, for Ring of Honor. The Young Bucks have a little bit more left on their deal. Kenny Omega. Uh, Hangman Page reportedly turned down a new contract from Ring of Honor. That was my next one. So uh, we have a lot going on here. And what happens with these guys affects what Ring of Honor and New Japan do the night before WrestleMania with Madison Square Garden, a show that a lot of people believe sold out on the presumption that all of these big independent elite boys, the cool bad boys of professional wrestling selling all that merch at Hot Topic, um, that, that they would be a part of the card. I think they will be. Right now, I have a sense that they will be a part of this, and this I is to just get everyone going about where they're going to be and what they're going to do to build up their own brand to make them a bigger deal and and i think for sure it's it's not for sure but for sure no matter where they end up this is just going to get more people galvanized behind them the same way they did with all in where they made all this content and pushed it out on people with being the elite and they're starting to put out more weekly episodes and they're starting to drum up things and say they're not doing that and doing a lot of provocative things and I'm not going to use the word, but they're definitely uh, clocking in when they get on social media. And um, I don't mean that in a bad way because fans are so connected with them and fans want that. That's another thing that people don't think. Of. I'll say it. If you are a Bullet Club fan, if you like the elite, you want to be worked. You want to be. You want to be worked while you while, while they're talking about jokes and saying all these different things. You want to be on the cool kid club. You want to be the guy who <clears throat> yells down the principal uh, Paul, uh, Paul Avec, Triple H, whatever, at the cool kid wrestling high school. And these are the bad boys in the ba in the back room. That, that's what they are. That's their brand. That's what they've done. And they're playful and they're smart asses about it. And people have, have bought into that, right? They bought in. And they, they bought have. in, and if you buy in, guess what happened to you? You got worked. You got worked, kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're having fun. So no matter what happens with them, I think the fandom that they've already created, that they've already galvanized, is going to go with them there. Uh, that, that for sure is going to happen. I don't think this is slowing down. Whatever whatever momentum they have is going to keep going. Uh, and But... Do they stay in Ring of Honor, New Japan? It feels so up in the air. It doesn't feel clear at all. Uh, it could happen. I would hope so. I mean, the, you would have a real big absence of some stars that WrestleMania weekend uh, in, in New York City if you didn't have one. I think they have to work the Garden Show because that's how they got the Garden Show. Mm, yeah. Batista versus, Bra versus Brock. Woo! That would be a big one. That would be a big that one. That would be a big one, but I don't know if mm. that's... Again... At some point, you're going to need to rely on, you know, the guys that you have. Like, Batista and Brock is fine for Mania, but mm. is Batista going to defend the Universal title at Battleground? Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely a WrestleMania match. Uh, some other people saying Rock versus Brock would be cool as long as The Rock wins. You know, let, I love how uh, everyone wants to see a match, but if they don't do this thing, then it sucks. <laughs> you know, like it's already, it feels like the, the new Star Wars movies already with wrestling. You, we get so much good stuff of it. Our, our standard for what is great has now been uh, risen to an incredible level. Uh, Theodore, Theodore McDowell, while we were just on the topic of the elite, 
plot twist, they moved to Chikara. <laughs> I don't, I don't, sorry, I love I love the mid-Atlantic fundum of Chikara and the nerddom and the comic book themes and uh, all the crazy six-man matches they do in the King of Trios. It's a great promotion, but I will make a stance. I'll put my foot down. Mike Quackenbush is a great guy and he runs a great promotion, but I don't see the elite being there. If they do, it's just a little bit of a, hey, hello, how are you? One night we're out of town, you know? You don't think Kenny Omega versus Fire Ant would be a seven-star match? I want to say I don't think Kenny Omega can hang with Fire Ant. That's what I want to say. That's a hot take. (laughs) It's a hot take. (laughs) It's a real hot take. Um, Yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio does look great. I agree with you. Uh, I agree. Richard Pone say, uh, will Cena and Danielson have heat over not wanting to perform perform at Crown Jewel within WWE? Two different takes. Uh, John Cena can do whatever John Cena wants to do. Uh, he, he the the term uh, independent contractor is used for 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 WWE superstars, which is true. That legally, that's their binding agreements with the company. Um, but I'll say this: uh, he can come back to WWE. And, and be right back in the main event and be a part of whatever he wants because he was such a big star for them, made so much money for them over such a long time, but is balancing his needs in Hollywood, doing films. And I think that's a big reason why he didn't work this show. Uh, Brian Danielson is a huge star, and I think we'll have a better idea of where he will be placed. But they have some trepidation about where to position him because he was injury prone. I mean, two different years in a row with the, the neck issues and the nerve issues and then the concussion that followed after that, you know, over the course of three years, they, they invested in Daniel Bryan and things didn't come back around. And now you have this other issue, which is not injury related at all. And they haven't gone and said, we're going to main event with Daniel Bryan since he's been back. Has he been a big star for SmackDown? Yeah. Has he Was he a part of some ratings boosts earlier this year? Yep, 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 for sure. That Especially that, that episode where he announced he was coming back. Some people said that should have been a surprise, right? Uh, I that that was a time where using social media and saying we're going to make this announcement and yes it's happening and then you get to see it pays off and that you can do that in the modern era. Uh, but Daniel Bryan was a big part of that and he's been a big he's probably one of the most emotionally invested characters in the millennial era of wrestling that people have. But he's had so many different setbacks. WWE may feel like hey investing in him right now isn't the great idea in the top. Doesn't mean he won't have a big role in SmackDown or in WWE in general. That's kind of my well, take. I'm going to go on the other end and say, I think there might be some hurt feelings by maybe even Vince mm. that John Cena, a guy who's always been seen as dependable, kind of said, you know what? I'm going to stick to myself on this one and not go with you. I wouldn't be surprised that there's some shock and maybe some hurt feelings. Now, granted, I just said earlier, you're getting WrestleMania without Roman and without Hunter, and I think you're going to need John, and I think you might even need Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan in huge spots to make up for that lack of star power. But I think there will be some hurt feelings and maybe even a little bit of, uh, okay, we're not going to push you so hard just yet because you kind of backtracked on this commitment. <clears throat> Chad Miller saying, Am I going to participate in No Shave November? Uh, dude, I'm in uh, Just Shave This all the time. Mm-hmm. That's 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 been my vibe. So yeah, I, I um will not be shaving. You will you will not be shaving. You're gonna grow it all no out. Shaving. 
All right, if you are just joining us, uh, we have a lot going on over at WrestleZone.com. Power Struggle, the big New Japan show, is going on uh, tomorrow morning. We'll have full coverage of it at WrestleZone.com. Go there and check it out. If you're listening to this podcast on Saturday over the weekend, go and check out all the stuff there as well. We'll be back on Monday. If you don't know, Monday through Thursday, right around 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, right shortly before it or after it, uh, we'll do a live stream, and you guys can join the chat. You've heard us mention people's names. Those are real wrestling fans who watch the show, and their comments join uh, us here in the podcast version that you're getting right now. If you're just watching the show and maybe you just caught the end of it, you want to hear all of it, well, go get the podcast. It's available on iTunes, TuneIn, all popular podcasting apps. Robert, if they want to follow you, where do they go? You can follow me at Dude Felice. That is D-U-D-E. F-E-L-S-C-E. I'm working the news desk all weekend long. Um, also, if you go to timekillerapparel.com, yeah. that's my clothing brand. You know, pick up a nice t-shirt, pick up a hoodie. It is hoodie season. That supports me and that supports WrestleZone by supporting me. So thank you in advance. Yeah, Timekiller Pillow's got some really cool stuff. If you like if you like heavy metal imagery, if you like pro wrestling stuff, it's kind of like uh something exists completely out of it. He has some really, really cool stuff over there. And if you like t-shirts with naughty words on him, he has those as well. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. T-shirts you can't wear in front of your mom, but you can wear in front of your boys. Uh, he'll have those shirts, and uh, you can wear them in front of some bad girls, too. Uh, thank you uh, for everyone who's watching the show. Appreciate your support. I know, as I mentioned, there's so many different options in the internet uh, for you to be entertained by wrestling nerddom. So the fact that you come to us is something I greatly appreciate. And thank you for supporting everything we do. I'm Kev Kellum. You can follow me at Kev Kellum at K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. Uh, you can hear me on the radio in Chicago or on your app, wherever you are in the world, 101 WKQX. Uh, we're a great alternative rock radio station. Uh, we sold out three of our nights at the Aragon the last week into De- November, December, that time. Sold them out, three of them. We have tickets available, though, for December 2nd at the Aragon with Death Cab for Cutie, Lovely the Band, and L King. Get your tickets to that at 101wkqx.com. And you can see me continue to talk with my bold head, my bold, bald head, and all the bad thoughts that are in here. Uh, when I perform live stand-up comedy at The Hideout, the most beloved small music venue in America, in Chicago. I will be there at The Hideout Monday, December 17th. I'll be closing out a great show called Weekend Extender. You can get your tickets to that for $5 at hideoutchicago.com. I've presented and promoted a lot of different things, but if I ever see you out at a show, I'll be at Black Label Pro in Crown Point, Indiana tomorrow. If I ever see you at a show, come by and say hi. I appreciate all the support. I want you guys to know I'm not just kissing your rump. I want you guys to... Uh, in- Join the show with us and just have fun and talk wrestling and, and riff on each other and say silly voices and do silly things because um, uh, this is supposed to be entertaining. We have to remember, no matter what, we have to, we have to fight against the dying, of the dying of the sarcasm. We have to remember to enjoy wrestling. Lozenges, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> enjoy wrestling. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Good stuff.